Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and I want to begin with two very, very quick announcements. Number one is the retreat. The retreat is closed, so you can still go to the website because the next retreat is actually filling up. <laughs> Fascinatingly enough, there were many, many of our brothers that said, you know what, I can't do this one, but I can do the next one. So even while this retreat was filling up, the next retreat was as well. So now that this retreat is closed, the next retreat is also very, very full. Now that's going to happen next year. So we're looking into the future with that one. If you guys are interested in that, of course, I'll, I'll talk to you guys about that. But I just want you to know that this retreat in October is closed, brothers. It is off. It is, it is, is closed. So that, uh, you won't hear me announce that anymore. But the other thing I want to announce is I realize that these podcast episodes are getting a bit long. And that's because, again, as you guys know, I've always channeled. I've hit record and started talking. And that's really how these podcasts come about. And lately, the channeling, lately, the messages have, they've been a bit more conceptual. They've been a bit more in-depth. So I've been using a lot more space to discuss these concepts. And what I mean by that is it's not the words I'm using because of the context, because of what is being discussed, because it's very esoteric, it's very spiritual, it's very, you know, conceptually irrational, right? It's not the logic that we're used to using with the mind that says, this is how things are. It's not Newtonian, right? It's the new way. It's the quantum way. It's the quantum stuff. And the quantum stuff is blending with the mystical. And that makes it even more mysterious. And so the brain, the mind, is picking up the message in the gaps. The brain is picking up the message in the spaces, in the pauses. So these messages are becoming a little bit longer in length. And I want to I reduce that. I want to bring that down. So what I'm going for here, brothers, is that ideally these podcasts will get a little bit shorter, but the messages will still remain conceptual, which means that once again, I'm going to offer the academy to you guys. I want to offer the academy because as you continue this journey, and this journey really is the journey of, of the spirit. It's the journey inward. It's the journey of the invisible, the journey of energy, whatever you want to call it. And we can't call it the same thing. We definitely can't call it the same thing because as soon as we start calling it the same thing, now we're talking about religion, right? Now we've created a religion or a cult because now we use a terminology that we all kind of say, this is our term. This is what we call it. We are exclusive in our words, in our terms. We have the right way of talking about this. And that's what religion does. That's what cults do. And that's why I don't care what you call it. Whatever it is you want to call it in your life, the idea is that you connect with it, that you connect to it in this journey. Because there are many, many humans not connecting to it because they're on a different journey. They're on their path. And they're not listening to this podcast. But you are. And because you are, there's a very specific type of experience that you're having. And I'm here to facilitate that experience in the best way I can, which is through the karma of service that I'm offering the world, which is teaching, right? which is speaking, teaching, guiding, coaching, and so on. So 
that's really what it's about here, brothers. I'm here to kind of offer you these things, and I want to offer you these conceptual things, but I do want to keep these podcasts to 20 minutes. So to get more of this, it's about enrolling in the in the academy and really taking that plunge, right? Taking that leap, taking that dive, taking that step, taking that that challenge, if you will. It's a challenge to your ego, is essentially what it is. It's a challenge to your ego to say, I'm going to challenge you to face yourself and see if you want to stick around once you see what it is we're looking at. Not that it's a bad thing. Not that it's a bad thing. But that's the spiritual path, is to really take a good look and ask the question seriously in a contemplative manner, while at the same time playfully, while at the same time joyfully (laughs) and childlike, ask yourself the question, who am I? Who am I? That's the spiritual path, and that's why the ego is challenged. And that's why the academy was built. But today we're going to talk about abundance. Today we're going to talk about abundance, brothers, because abundance is so misunderstood these days. And it's so misunderstood, especially, I believe, in the West. And when I say the West, I mean the first world, right? I'm kind of talking about, and not even, I shouldn't even say that. I shouldn't say that because that kind of implies the United States and Europe, right? This first world. So I don't even want to say that. In fact, I want to take back that whole, I'm going to strike that whole statement from the record. I just want to make the statement that abundance is, it's very misunderstood. In fact, even when I look it up, even when you look up the definition of the word abundance, if I Google and define abundance, I come up with the definition of very large quantity of something. Okay. And then it gives you these um, examples, a state or condition of having a copious quantity of something, having a copious quantity of something a very large quantity of something. That word something is so important. Aren't you guys to pay attention to that? Because that's the misplaced word. That's the problem with the current way we look at the word abundance. And I guess that's why I use the words in the West. Because really it's a problem of language. Really it's a problem of language. And coming back to the analogy, coming back to the uh, the way of comparing it to quantum physics, you know, we in quote unquote the West using these sort of Latin languages, Germanic Latin languages, they're very heavily noun, they sway to the noun side. There's a lot of nouns in our language. And the nouns are the particles. The nouns are the people, places, and things, right? They're the events, they're the freezes, they're the moments in time that we kind of block out, that we create terms around, a beginning and an end, a start and a finish. And of course, we do this with events, but look at this, we do this with places too. We draw borders and we say, that's America right? That's Mexico. We draw a border and say that's Argentina or that's Germany. So, you know, these are limits. These are terms. Things. We do this with boundaries. People, we do this with boundaries, of course. We do this with both the boundary that we call the skin, the body, that's the person. But we also do this with the boundary of the personality, right? The name and so on. And so because our English language is so heavily noun-oriented, of course, we look at the the idea of abundance, this term, and we have to add this something, a very large quantity of something, a state or condition of having a copious quantity of something. Now, in the East, <laughs> and again, I say in the East, I want to make this clear to you guys, brothers, what we're talking about is language. I'm not talking about geography. Okay, I'm talking about language. Even in French, If we talk about the etymology of abundance, if it comes from French, the Middle English, the Old French, abundo, to overflow, to overflow. 
That's the etymology of the word. And that's not an Eastern language. The French is from the Latin. The etymology actually comes from Latin. To abound. Abundare. Right? Uh, overflowing is the Latin. But look at that word, abundare, the, the Latin, abundantia, overflow, versus the English, abundance, having a copious quantity of something. Now, you can kind of see the similarity, <laughs> right? Like, of course, you can say, well, come on, Kevin, like having a copious quantity of something is very similar to having an overflowing amount of it, right? Like, you can see how there's a similarity in the overflow versus the copious amount or quantity of something. Of course, it's from Latin, but what about Sanskrit? What if we go further east? What if we go even more deeper into the, the Eastern languages? Now we have the Sanskrit. Sanskrit is a completely different. It's actually created out of two words. Abundance comes from two words. Bahu, meaning much or many, and imam, meaning a sense of an abstract noun, which is the movement, which gives it the verb. It kind of makes it the verb. So we have the much or many in movement as a verb. Because the bruhan, the word itself, means abundance. So in English, we want to think, well, this is a noun. We want to translate this Sanskrit word, this noun, into abundance, into this noun. But the way it's created, the way it's constructed, because Sanskrit, of course, is it's not made of letters, right? It's made more of like meanings, made more of like symbols. And these symbols have meanings in and of themselves. It's a completely different language, a language that if, if you've never seen or never understood, it's more of like, more like Japanese or Chinese, you know, with the kanji. The sounds have complete meanings in and of themselves. You don't have to put them together to make words. And when you do this... You have this sound that means much or many in movement as a verb. And again, it's that overflowing. It's kind of like that overflowing. It's a flow. It's to have over amounts, right? Much or many in a flow state. See, the Sanskrit word for abundance is much closer to the old French word than the English word is to the old French word. Because the English word, again, adds something. Again, there's no flow in there. Understand that. Understand, you see what I'm saying, brother? There's no flow in the definition when we define it in English. It's a state or condition of having a copious quantity of something. It's in a state of rest. It's in a state of stop. I have 10 apples. I have a copious quantity of apples. I have 10 of them. I have an abundant amount of apples. That's the English way of looking at things. That's the English way. That's the way we've been trained Us English speakers in the West, you understand, that's what I mean when I say in the West, us English speakers, that's the way we've been conditioned partially through our language, our education, and so on, but partially through our language to understand abundance as a moment in time of havingness. What do I have now? And if I have enough now, I'm abundant. And if I don't have enough now, I'm in scarcity. But that's not where abundance came from. Abundance came from a flow state. It came from a state of flow. It came from a state of movement. It came from a state, at least from the old French, of overness, right? Overness, an overflow. There's an overness of movement. And from the Sanskrit, it's the much or manyness, right? The much or manyness of movement. And to me, brothers, again, just to me, as a philosopher, as somebody exchanging ideas, sharing ideas, sharing a perspective, sharing a concept that may resonate, that may agitate, 
maybe instigates, I would make an argument that the actual word abundance, the actual word abundance from which it came out of our inspired source before it was changed into English, before it was redefined from this Newtonian perspective of particleness, right? From the billiard ball perspective of the world, that the actual word abundance means change. It means change. That's what it means to have an overflow, to have an overness of flowness. <laughs> I mean, think about that, an overness of flowness. It's like the kaleidoscope. The kaleidoscope is an overness of flowness. You turn that thing as you look through it, and it's a constant, an over, right? Amount of change, an over amount of flow, an over amount of movement, of verb. And the Sanskrit have a very similar thing. It's a much or manyness of movement. It's the same type of thing. Imagine that kaleidoscope again, that abundance is a much or manyness of movement. It's change. Abundance is change. Now, in a spiritual sense, <laughs> whatever that means, right? In a spiritual sense, we talk about different realms and what does it mean to change in different realms? Well, of course, it means there's lots of different things that we mean to change in different realms because change in the mental realm is the flow of thought, right? We have a change of thought. We have thoughts flowing through us all the time. So we have an abundance of thoughts. Our thoughts are always in a state of change. In the astral realm, we have the emotion, right? We have the vibration of feelings. And then we have this physical realm here, this change. The particles, the atoms change, right? They move in and out of position. They move in and out of existence. They move in and out of position as they move, or to use the Newtonian phrase, as a force is acted upon them. And of course, then they, they cease to exist as well. You know, things change as they cease to exist. And, and again, to use a Newtonian phrase, they, they, they move into entropy. So things are always in a state of change in the third dimension. And this is where we get our attachment from, right? It's where the Buddha talks about attachment. Because if abundance is change, then scarcity, then lack, is control, right? It's the fixed state, right? The fixed, right? F-I-X-E-D, the fixed state. We want to control that state. We want to control it. We want to make it fixed, you know, and we do this in all different ways, brothers. We do this from some ways where we say we want to control the state by changing it in the way we want it to change, right? Which is where we say, I don't like this. I want something different. I want it to be other than what it is. So we control to fix ourselves into something other than what is. And that creates scarcity because abundance is change. Abundance is being with the change in the moment, flowing with it. It's the overflow. It's the manyness, the overness of being in flow. So when we get into that state of, of fixedness of I want this, I want this state, then we suffer. We suffer because we're not in the flow. We're wanting something other than what we're experiencing. And that's where we're in the down curve, right? Think about that. That's the trough where people say, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't want this. I want something else. 
And I may circle back to that if there's time <laughs> in this podcast. But the other side of it is just the same, both Buddha and Christ. I mean, it doesn't matter what religion you believe in, because all religion, all, all teachers have said the same thing. They say, don't get attached to suffering, but suffering is joy. Because if you get attached to joy, then you'll suffer in a lack of joy. Now, of course, this depends on how you determine what is joy. And we can be clever with our words and say, oh, well, joy is the constant state of being in serenity or being in, in the flow state. Well, that's fine. So we can talk about sadness and happiness, right? That if you're attached to, if you're attached to your happiness, right, then you're going to suffer when that's gone. And that's another part of that control. I want to fix this state. I'd like this. That's saying, I like this. That's the say, state of saying, I like this state. I don't want this state to change. And again, that comes from lack. That comes from, that comes from scarcity because you're trying to control. You're trying to pause. Now, brothers, again, I've talked about this in many, many ways. We've talked about this in terms of emotions. What do we do with these emotions, right? We feel these emotions. We process these emotions. We allow these emotions. What do we do when we're not processing the emotions, <laughs> right? We're resisting. We're avoiding. We're, we're reacting. And I've talked about that for years on, on emotions. Even in the academy, we talk about that. Emotional contrast, how to go deeper into feeling all the emotions, because that's abundance. Abundance is change. Abundance is everything. Abundance isn't more good stuff, <laughs> more of the good stuff, right? That's not, that's not abundance. Of course, that's what the English version of abundance is. Because again, if you Google to define abundance, one of the definitions, it'll say the state or condition of having a copious quantity of something, right? Because there, there's the greed, right? There's the having. I need to have more to, quote unquote, be safe, right? There's the illusion of the Maya. There's the illusion of what is the third dimension. I'm unsafe, so I need to have more to protect myself against that lack of safety, that future. That's where this illusion comes from. It comes from the English way of looking at the world and things, separation, fear, scarcity. Another way of defining abundance through the English language is, and it says this right here, right underneath what I just said, the state or condition of having a copious quantity of something, it says it right here, a plentifulness of the good things in life. It says it's, it's synonymous with prosperity. So now abundance just means the good stuff. So now not only is it having a copious quantity of something, it's having a copious quantity of the good stuff. Well, brothers, as I've said to you for years, how do you know what the good stuff is? How do you know? How can you know anything? How do we know anything? How do we understand anything here in the third dimension, here in the land, the realm of separation? Well, we understand it compared to its opposite. <laughs> That's how we understand in the third dimension. That's why we've come to the third dimension. You can consider the third dimension many things. I have told you many times, and I love telling you guys that the third dimension is a playground. It's a playground. That's number one, right? Like have fun. Our souls are here to have fun. We're not here to toil and to suffer and to have a lot of, you know, struggle. We can, and many, and many of us do, because we're lost, right? We're lost in the illusion. We're lost in the Maya, in the dream. As you awaken as you become who you are, and now this is what they say, say become who you are because you're already it, as you be more of who you are, and you awaken, and you recognize your awakened state, <laughs> a part of that is going through these ups and downs. We have to understand the duality. So abundance has changed. Abundance includes a plentifulness of the bad things in life too. 
That's what I'm saying. And that's why this English definition has thrown so many humans off the path, off the spiritual path, and onto the material path. That's okay. You know, again, there's nothing wrong with the material path. It's going to build up a lot of karma and you're going to come back a lot more times, but that's okay because it's not you anyway. It's a soul. It's a flame. So it's, it's a, it's a flame in the fire. You know, it's a part of the great oneness. You and I are, are the same. We're part of the great oneness. So go ahead, you know, go ahead, like live the egoic life, build up a bunch of karma for your next life. Your next life will suffer even more. And I'm not saying that to guilt you out of it because you won't know. I'm not trying to guilt you into like, oh, well, my next life is going to suffer. So I better be good here. You won't know. Just like you don't remember your past life. It doesn't matter. So go ahead. There's nothing wrong with it, brother. I'm not trying to guilt you. I'm certainly not judging you. When you go down that material thing and you start to define abundance as this, as this state or conditioning of having a copious quantity of, of the good things in life, then now all of a sudden well, the subjectivity of what is good comes into play. I have a copious quantity of what? Of money? A lot of people think it has to do with money. I have a copious quantity of the money because it's a good thing with life. Well, what else is good? Who says money is good? A lot of people think money is bad. Well, sex? I have a copious quantity of sex. Okay, well, is that good? Is that a good thing? Because the subjectivity of good. What about friends? What about, again, fortune, fame? What about pleasure? What if I have a copious quantity of pleasure? That's a good thing in life, right? So I'm abundant in pleasure. Is that a good thing? You guys know you can overpleasure. You can, you know you can overpleasure on things. When we look at this, we really talk about what does it mean to be abundant? What we're really talking about is abundance, at least according to some of the older languages, some of the languages that have more of a wave way of looking at the universe, a wave way of looking at the third dimension, a way of looking at the third dimension or quote unquote, the reality that we experience together as a species in a way that's more closely related to movement as a state of flow than it is in a, a position or in a state of rest as a Newtonian billiard ball bouncing around, objects colliding into each other. You know, that's the Western way of looking at it. And that's the way Western way of, of defining abundance as a copious quantity of something. But to look at it from a wave perspective, from an Eastern perspective, from a way of saying, okay, from uh, so abundance is change. To live with abundance is to live with and through a constant state of change. And that's a constant state of my, my mental change, my emotional change, and my physical change. Because my mind will change. My thoughts will change. My personality will change. My opinions will change. And it's okay that they change. Because they're not really who you are anyway. Growth requires change. If you're not changing, you're not growing, right? You're stuck. You're in that stuck state of energy. You're not flowing anymore. People say, oh, well, you, you know, you change too much, you know. You're inconsistent. You know, you lack integrity because, because you say one thing today and then three weeks later you say something else. That's not lacking integrity. Unless you are lacking integrity. Because lacking integrity is something completely different. Lacking integrity re requires intent, right? I can choose to change through growth. I can choose to change through choice. <laughs> They're nothing other than choice. You know, and it's probably happened to you, right? Maybe one day you're a vegetarian, another day you're eating meat or vice versa, right? So you're eating meat and then you go to a buddy's barbecue and they say, oh, I've, you know, I've stopped eating meat. You say, oh, you lack integrity, right? 
You said you eat meat. Oh, shoot. I, I just change. I change. I have a right to change. I'm not stuck. It's the same way emotionally. Emotionally is the same. That's why we work on that emotional contrast to flow with the change. This is what I say when I was said I was going to bring it up again. I'm going to actually stop here because of time. And again, I tend to do this. And I just said at the beginning of this podcast, I didn't want to do this. But here we are now close to 30. Brothers, please do not use the model of alignment as a way to buffer your emotions. The model of alignment, the universal truth, is not a tool for you to change the way you feel. It's a tool for you to feel the way you feel. The whole first step of this journey, and you'll find this when you enroll in the academy, the whole first step of this journey is all about awareness, being aware of what you're thinking, being aware of what you're feeling. If you try to jump to change too quickly, try to jump to that change, try to jump to that control, then really you're just still in that lack. You're still in that scarcity. You're still in that denial. You're still in that resistance. Before you can guide, is it, who, who said it? Who was the one that said it? Was it Yoda or was it Obi-Wan Kenobi? I, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking to Luke. Luke was rushing off to the cloud system. You know, Han and Leia, he had the vision. And he said, I've learned so much about the Force. And one of them, I think it was Obi-Wan, said, you've learned about the Force, but you cannot control it. You've learned to feel it, but you can't control it. And that's kind of the thing. Trying to jump to controlling it is, is simply a matter of lack and fear. We have to feel, brothers. It begins with feeling. And that's what abundance is. Abundance is the overflow of feeling. It's the overflow of emotion and thought and movement of T, F, and A. <laughs> Thoughts, feelings, actions. That is the human experience. It is the many movements in Sanskrit, the bruma, the many, much or many in verb, in movement, the much or many energy of mind, the much or many energy of feeling, the much or many energy of, of physical matter. And it is always changing. If you try to stop its change, then it gets stuck. And now we're talking about a whole nother concept, the chakras and stuck energy, you know, and how that's related to our biology. And we start having chemical addictions to emotions because of the cells wanting their drugs. You know, it's all related, the energy and the biology. But what's most important is to recognize that abundance is not about hoarding. It's not about having. It's not about copious quantities of things or goodness. Abundance is change. Abundance is flow. Abundance is in your breath. If you ever question what is abundance, bring your thoughts, bring your consciousness back to your breath. If you overflow your lungs, they'll blow up, they'll pop. You can't even do it. You can't have too much air. The moment you try to have too much air, your body sends it out. It repels it, gets rid of it. And that's the third dimension. That's change. And the moment you're out of air, the body pulls it in. It just gets it right from the space, right from right there. <laughs> it's everywhere. I mean, what can I say? It's, it's the prana. It's the life force. And it's the same with everything, you see? It's the same with everything in the third dimension. What do we look at here in the academy, right? Health, wealth, relationships. That's the third dimension. Well, abundance and wealth is, 
It's not about having. It's not about hoarding. It's a flow. And wealth and money are not the same thing. And wealth and riches are not the same thing. You can have lots and lots of riches and then be abundant in money. You can have copious amounts of riches, copious amounts of wealth, and be abundant in money. Why? Because your riches and your wealth are not dependent on how your money changes, how your money cycles, how your money flows. You can be abundant in relationships. You can have copious amounts of love and affection and generosity and gratitude. And you can be abundant in your relationships. In other words, they can change. They can change. Every one of the people in your life, everyone who gets in front of you is the God, is the guru, is the teacher, is the source standing in front of you in disguise, teaching you something. So to be abundant in our relationships is to say yes to our relationships. We don't say no, we don't reject somebody for this or for that. But that's what we do, don't we? When we think, oh, I have to have a plentifulness of the good things in life. And what about health? What about our health, brothers? Is it change? Change is abundance. To go with time. To go with life. Because if you try to stop, if you try to control, if you try to hang on, if you try to fix a position, then you suffer. And you can watch it. I think this is obvious. I think this is obvious once you have the skill of recognizing that the suffering is self-imposed. And then the next question obviously becomes, how do I stop it? And if it doesn't become, how do I stop it? Then you just continue to suffer and suffer and suffer and suffer until you ask, how do I stop it? That's why people stay in a state of continual suffering because they are in lack because they're trying to control. Instead of going with the flow of life, going with the flow of, of money, going with the flow of relationships, going with the flow of health. And every single one of those, I can do a podcast on individually. What is the flow of money? What does that look like? What is the flow of relationships? What does that mean for contractual marriages? What does it mean for a contractual relationship to go with the flow? And what about my health? What does it mean to go with the flow? When maybe I get sick, maybe I get a disease. Maybe I get hurt. What does it mean? I could do a podcast on every one of these. But contemplate these on your own, brothers. Think about it. what does it mean to go with the flow? And of course, enroll in the academy. That's going to be my offer to you, as always, because that's the most effective way for me to reach you, gentlemen. <laughs> on the podcast, I've got 20 to now 40 minutes once a week in the podcast we can talk about these things. We can go into these things. We can get, we can get into what, like how, how to be abundant. How to be abundant is not a matter of collecting more things or changing how you feel, right? Because it's not a matter of having copious quantities of something or, or having a plentifulness of good things in life. 
It's not about feeling better or good more often, or it's not about having more stuff, right? But what is it about? Well, the good news, the gospel, is that it's right here. It's right here. Abundance is here. Abundance is reality. Scarcity is illusion. Because abundance is change, and scarcity tries to get into a fixed state. And that's what I have for you guys today. Until next week, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.